Welcome to Everything House Music and More, and today's special guest is a great friend, I can say, of mine, and been family, doing it for boy. years. Yeah, family, absolutely. <laughs> we have the legendary K. Alexi Shelby. What up, K? <sighs> the crowd go wild. Y'all can't hear him, though. <laughs> what up, though, baby? What's good? Hey, man, you know I've been knowing you for so many years, man. So man, decades. I know it's going to be some basic <laughs> questions. Don't look at me crazy, but we got to let right, everybody yeah. know what's going true, on, man. True, true. So you ready to get started? Yeah, let's All get right, it. Here we go, man. So, Kay, how and when did house music culture find you, and how old were you? I would say I was like maybe 14, okay. 14, maybe even 12. Um, I remember we, we were playing uh, football out in front of the house. It's not living on Lakeshore Drive. Okay. And, uh, okay, take a break from the game, go upstairs. Right. And I could hear music coming from the other room. And my boy said, oh, that's my brother in there. Listen to Listen to some of that music. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. It was, it was disco, though. Right. I'm like, right. oh, okay, all right. And I heard um, Martin Circus. Oh, wow. And that, what a hell of a song right. to introduce you to, because there was so much going on in that song, and yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness, man. So that had to be, what, late 80s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, 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 no. That, yeah, no, that, that, was, that was mid-80s. Mid-80s. Yeah. Okay. That you first got yeah, into Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, just the whole deal, and it just sucked me in it, but- so they was cracking up because I was so young and so so excited to hear it. They were like, oh, it's genuine with him. Look at this right. dude. He's he straight loving. So then the neighborhood drug dealer, this dude named Dre Dog. <laughs> he like, man, he was he thought that was funny. So he like, I'm gonna take you someplace. Right. I'm like, okay, I think another room is what some music gonna be at, all right? So he said, just be ready tonight. Okay. And okay, it's getting late. I ain't know nothing about no, you know, no, no party at, right, at no right, out someplace. Right, right. So he came. I gonna do. He said, "Man, so I said, man, speak this dude." He said, "Man, get your coat." <laughs> so I snuck back in, act like, "All right, man, see you later." Then snuck back out. Right. We got in the car, we driving. I'm like, "Where's we going?" Mm-hmm. I wasn't in fear or anything because I knew him, big big time dude from the neighborhood and right, shit. Right, right. So, um, man, we get to the club, and uh, yeah, it was it was uh crazy. First person I heard out like out out. Yeah, old, old Ronnie. Ron Hardy. Yeah. So you went to the music box? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that was, okay. and he was, he was like, man, don't drink nothing, don't touch nothing. <laughs> and it seemed like when somebody say that to you, you immediately get hungry and thirsty. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so so like, how old were you at this time? It had to be about 14 to 12, 12, 14, somewhere up in there. Wow. Like I definitely wasn't no, wasn't no old time of dude. Right, so how'd you get in if you was that young? With him. Oh, with him. Yeah, okay. and that, that's why right, when he walked in, and I tried to walk around, they're like, hey, that's right. the, he said, he with me. And I don't look at him, and then they just let it go. I'm like, oh, okay, it's wow. like that. So you was a shorty up Yeah, there. yeah. Okay, so you-, you and I'm, standing, I'm standing with him. Right. And- uh, So what, just, what records at that time popped out to you when you went to the music box? Clouds. Clouds. Yeah, because okay. uh, he did this thing. Like, he was a showman. Right. That's what made him so- so great. Uh, first of all, the, all the lights went off, and uh, strobes was just going, and then a rain sound effect, right. and the next thing you know, you hear clouds. Like I didn't know that that record didn't sound like that because the rain went on forever. Yeah, like yeah, you really yeah. thought it was gonna rain this, and then we were, <laughs> oh my goodness, I was like, what's about to happen? What's about to happen? <laughs> you just right. amazed at that point. Wow. And so, then when, when it came in, you know the record. Right, right. Everybody scream, I scream too. Yeah. <laughs> you, have, when you, make, you want to make sure you're about to do the right thing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Man. So y- y'all stayed there all night or? 
what seemed like all night to me. Right. But as I got old, I kept going and going and going. And I remember going and leaving there and going straight to school and falling asleep in school. Wow. I was like, man, this is crazy. That's back when uh before was that was M was uh Square Pegs and all that stuff before MTV. That was before MTV, that was right? Before MTV. Yeah, 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 yeah. So man, watch and dress like that and everything. Right. So it was dressing punk, but was still house to us. Wow. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was about to ask you that. Yeah, man. I was like, like so so what did being house mean to you? This the culture, same as it is now. That's why and the whole deal about you that you had to be gay to be in the culture is quite insulting. Right. Because there are many of us who are not gay. No shout out to my to my my gay people, big friends, uh, friend, uh, family members type people, and who are gay, but that got nothing to do with us, who certainly were not, but still pushed the culture. That's kind of like the whole separation between the city people and the suburban people. Right. I'm like a whole lot of hits came from came from suburban people still yeah. to this day, but I'm like like I had moved from you know at that point moved from the city to out here in the burbs. And I'm like, people are still getting it in. I got yeah. to meet, you know, all y'all and everything, came to the party, did what I do, like everybody else do, got y'all mixed up. I said, that dude look Hawaiian. That must be hula. Right. <laughs> As it's still ongoing. Yeah, this day, yeah, yeah. And I, I, remember, I remember coming back to school telling everybody, I met these dudes now, because we had heard about y'all. I met them, I met them, man. It was down the, down the dirty basement. <laughs> As it was back then. Not all cleaned up right, and everything, right, 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 but right. down in the dirty basement That's getting right. it. That's right. So, okay. I have to ask you this too, because you know you almost—I ain't say almost—you got to be one of the pioneers too that came up in this man. So, man, how did house music get its name, or where did house come from? I don't know it as that. I know it as a feeling, okay. because I can only associate it with church. Because when that feeling come on, it's it just uh, it, it's like when people in the church say the Holy Ghost, right? Like when you hear that song, you make them, because you, you ain't speaking tongues, what maybe some do, but you make them faces, like it literally make your face smash all up. You're like, ooh, ooh. Right. You hear something like Hit and Run, which is still one of my all-time classics. Anything right. Lolita, though. Right. But all all those songs, it just made you, oh, my goodness. And a good DJ helped that, which is like a good preacher. Right. Right. So, yeah, man, to me, so, it's the culture, the feeling. So do you think, like, okay, so I have to take it back because some of the episodes, Wayne Williams said house music came from people playing the disco music in the homes, and that's where the term house music came from. Some people say it came from the warehouse with Frankie. They shortened it because the disco music was playing in there, and then that's where they, like, this is where they play the house music. I don't believe it became house music until we started making it. Okay. Because disco is disco. Right. But once we thinking, you know, and I heard Jesse and out of out of arrogance, I'm like, shit. If he did this, I know I can get down. Right. And let me do this then. And then by be being as blessed to have uh, Lee, right. Mr. Lee's cousin. Mr. Lee, right. Yeah. So once he was done, I was I was like, yeah, we was close like brothers. Right. So I was doing everything he was doing. So thank God he went into that. And um, oh, wasn't no wasn't no going back because you just like. Like because we was already making tracks and stuff, and then right. so that you can bring to the club and you know did it for the vanity, still for the girls, and then before you know it, you <laughs> right. was you was really in something because yeah. women was like, oh, you made this track, not right. you just playing it, but you made this. Ah, oh, that that brought you a whole other notoriety. Right. So speaking about that, let's go back. You and Mister mm. Lee, it was Risque Three, correct? No, 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 no. We we're a Risque Rhythm Team. Ris Risque Rhythm Team. Yeah, okay. Risque Rhythm Team. So, so take us through that process. Oh man. We uh, 
once we figured we had a deal with with actually Vince Lawrence's father, Mitch Ball, Mitch okay. Ball Records, and um, uh, we we he, he gave us a record deal. But we ain't had no records. He said, "Y'all got some music." We lied and said, "Yeah." <laughs> Came back to the house that night and made the whole the, the whole EP in that night. Wow. The whole all four songs in one night. So I'm like, I've been doing this, yeah, fast like that. So it's funny, like, and it's like uh, the Jack and Zone only came, only was made because the Twilight Zone at that moment came on TV. We were taking a break, mm-hmm. and then I'm always clowning, so I mimicked the voice, Rod Sterling voice, except I was saying the Jack and Zone, and Lee was like, "Oh my God, that's so dope!" He said, "We should do that." <laughs> I'm like, "Man, we can't say exactly." What he said, "Now nah, you're gonna switch it up a bit, right?" Okay, cool. So I ran, wrote down what he was saying and everything, and switch it up, and then we did it. And then it, the more we was doing it, was sounding real good. I was like, right. oh, right, right. So what was the name? That was a EP you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was the name of that EP? I believe the EP is 122 House, which was okay. another one of the songs. That, it was uh, The Jack and Zone, 122 House, two other songs, uh, uh, a something. Right. I don't remember. Like all, all now, the songs back then. Now, what year was this now? Man, I don't know. Maybe 90... Maybe 80, 89. Yeah, it had to be early. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm thinking like, say about 88. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but we did all that stuff. And when that, but so many, we were already making music, but once we got the chance to put something on record, right. because we were like just making it on cassette. And yeah. we, we didn't, nobody was thinking records then. So were you spinning at that time? Yes. Okay, you yeah, were spinning. Yeah, spinning first. Okay. And matter of fact, one of the things, one of the records that really helped me, just a light switch came on. I'm doing a party, and I love Divine. I play Native Love. It's one of my all-time favorites, too. Okay. But I was playing Jungle Jezebel. And I, I, it never clicked on how stupid those lyrics were. Right, right, right. And right. Once it, just, it just seemed to irritate me the more I let it play. And I'm like, because right. I was sitting like, oh, hell no. I could have made this. Right. Like, you could say this, and it's on the record. I didn't realize a lot of records I played. I'm like, man, they ain't really saying nothing. Yeah, let me, man, I, I could do this. It's right. not really that hard. I'm like, all right. oh, records. So I'm like, okay, cool. And in my mind, they were like, well, you can do better. Do it then. Right. And, I, and I was mumbling to people, and they were like, do it then. I was like, I will then. <laughs> so so yeah. what was your first paid DJ gig? Yeah, doing it for family for so long and all that shit. You ain't know nothing about no money for a while. Yeah. So, I don't know, paid. It's been a long time. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> all right, so let, I, we'll get back to that. Yeah, please. So that's a, what Chicago DJ had the most influence on you? Ron Hardy. Ron Hardy. Yeah. Okay. That that Ron first. Okay. All right. Because because he I, I tell you all the time I said he played my stuff so much that people thought it was him. Yeah. You know, once I just I got up the courage to come up to him like man he playing people chilling. play my shit too and shit I had my looks <laughs> you know once you got you figured out what Jack was yeah then you like I'm gonna go make some Jack make some tracks right. Some tracks, yeah, I'll make these tracks. And then once I figured, like, just good enough, you know, you heard some stuff, then okay, cool. I just took it to him. I said, here, play this. And they was laughing because they like, this little dude is like, and he could say it, like, man. But he played it though. Right, right. And it was my little sister who had to be like, yeah, she was like three at the time. Yeah, little Vicky. And she was saying, Dak, 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 Dak. And I said, Dak. Jack, you had to say Jack. Oh man, my mama heard me yelling at my little. Get my baby, Get my baby, my baby. Not saying nothing else. And I was like, fine, this is gonna have to do. Right. And I was embarrassed, gave him the tape, and I said, he gonna say this ain't right. But when the crowd heard that, tack, 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 they went crazy and wow. said. So I was like, okay, then, all right. Oh my god, all right. All right. So speaking of Jack, 
Wayne Williams, uh, one of the founders of, of the house music scene. Dr. Derelict. Right. Saying that <laughs> he came up and said Jack before anybody else. So I, I need your opinion about that. I don't know that. I wasn't in that room. I don't know that conversation. Okay. I don't know who said it first, but I was happy they ain't say no whole bunch of shit because that Digitech pedal could only hold so right, much back right, then. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, well, that's good. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So you were part of Risk A3. Tell us about I, how that came to be. No, and then, part of Risk A. I was part of Risk A rhythm team. Rick, Risk what, a. what made, what made uh, Risk A3 yeah. was the fact that Lee had changed the name of Risk A Rhythm Team to Mr. Lee and Company. Oh. And when I saw that paperwork, I'm like, who the, f-? I literally said, I said, who the fuck is Company? Right. I said, well, it's a group. And he said, right. we still, he said, we can still be the group. He said, but I think you need to go off on your own. Oh, wow. And that's how I was. Okay. First I was hurt. I was like, oh, this motherfucker ain't got big headed. <laughs> we getting some traction. Now you want to be Mr. Lee and Company. Right. But he didn't mean it like that. He meant that because he had a vision. He like, I'm going to be on Soul Train. Right. And the way he was saying, I realized he was serious. And I'm like, I'm not going to be on no damn Soul Train. <laughs> like, he was going to that kind of stuff. And I was going to the boxing, you know, the raids and all that right, old right, kind right. of stuff. And them type, them type of music, eventually, they never going to meet. Right. If you playing one, unless you some wedding DJ or you on the radio, and it's still stations were defined back then. This is what's house. Right. We ain't do house light. We ain't do almost house, but not quite. Yeah. We didn't do that kind of shit. Like right. it was defined, you knew what it was. This was before Europeans stuck all them damn tags on it. Yeah. Oh, this is Euro house. Oh, yeah. this is this, that. This is it's just house, man. Calm right. the, calm down. So with, with the with Mr. Lee and everybody mm. at the time, what, what what was the name of the label that you guys was on? Mitch Ball Records. It was Mitch Ball. It was yeah. definitely Mitch Ball. Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Did our first um record release party. Oh wow. Yeah, at uh at Six, uh, at the Taste. Oh, wow. 63rd and Low. Now, that's another place I wasn't old enough to be in, but right. I'm in there. <laughs> Man, have my little shorty with me and everything. Who Everybody in there was older than me. Right. My girlfriend at the time was older than me. Wow. So when you when you uh, separated from Mr. Lee? Yeah, and you which was, was Mr. a good thing. Right. What label was that? The that, that, that was Stride Records. And how that right. came about was okay. really because I didn't know, I didn't really get, like he was technical with it. So if he wasn't around, I didn't really know how to hook up equipment right so i just had to go with whatever if he left the room i just went with whatever he had pulled up and then made something like that right right but i would do the baseline to don't you know all the time like that's really I, all i like when you just repetitive it was just right. i'll play when it when it's my turn that's what i'm gonna play right, right, right. and he was like hey man don't play that no more i'm like oh now you hate no more song <laughs> he said put that out you know put that on record right I was like, well, I will then. He's like, yeah. Don't you know? Yeah. Then I, then I, then I said, I started researching, looking around for, for record labels. Right. I didn't want to be on Mitch Ball because I just did not anymore. I wanted my own thing. If we doing, if we doing like this, then I'm separating for real. Right. I'm taking, I'm taking Risque name with me though because, because right. that's my name. Okay. You can't take the same name. Okay. I'm going to do Risque 3 then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I said Risque 3 before I even had two other people. I just knew. I like the safety of the group. Right. That was my last time thinking that, though. Okay. Yeah. So go, let's go back to this. Mm. So was there a group at Risk A3? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's say now, when name. you say group, <laughs> <laughs> in a group, everybody doing something. Right. But my group mentality is more like people like Michael Jackson and Prince. Right. Like, let's get it clear. I'm Prince and you, Wendy and Lisa. <laughs> like, I, I ain't make a, and you can okay. add, you can ask them. You right. can add one of them, but I made, man, I, I got it in. So who was part of Risk K3? 
Me, Rob McKay, and Bambi. Bambi. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a throwback. Anyway, but it was it, you, then you remember then. Like yeah. we wasn't like, oh, she was so talented. She was just so fine. And we was like, oh my goodness. I'm right. like, I'm making her in a group. Right. Very Prince back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think yeah. minded was I <laughs> So first record y'all did. Was uh was was um Don't You Know and the Tropic Zone. Tropic Zone. Which was was some other stuff that I had did the original copies and was floating around. Right. But I wasn't used to being in a real studio still. Yeah. By myself especially. Yeah. And Rob didn't know. Right. And so got to the studio and all those tracks and the engineer put them out for me. And then so I'm seeing 48 tracks. I'm sitting at a board that looked like something out of a spaceship. Right. And, and I'm like, like used goodness. to something yeah. it's like this, condensed. Right. And I'm like, I'm thinking, do I have to put stuff on all these tracks? And he's like, no, nah, what you got is what you got. Or, you know, whatever. I was like, oh, my God. Once again, got to studio. I was so nervous. Didn't know or remember how to work the sequencer. Right. So I had to play the bass line, Don't You Know, which I was telling people in my post about that, that um, that's why I get jazzy at the end. Yeah. Because I got so bored of playing the same thing <laughs> over and over again. You're like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm going to get, you know, do right, something. Right, right, right. So that's why I got jazzy. And, and Don't You Know has my brother, That's my, that that baby voice. I love that effect. I just discovered it. And uh, that's my brother. Really? That's not me. Okay. That's my real brother. And uh, what happened was, how that even happened, I was on the phone bragging about going to the studio the next day. Girls love blinking lights and right. all that shit. So I'm like, yeah, baby, I'm going to the studio <laughs> in the morning. So I can't really be on the phone with you all night. Right. Your landline, all still connected. And my brother's just behind me talking so much shit. And I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and she, who is that? It's my brother. It's like, oh, man. Right. And then um, I hang up the phone. I said, that's it. You want to run your mouth so much. Take him to the studio tomorrow. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. He thought he was playing. I really took him to the studio. Right. And I said, get in the booth. And he was say, I said, this is run your mouth. Say all that shit you was talking. <laughs> and then he was all nervous. Right. And then once he heard the effect on his voice, that's what got him loose enough to really just run off at the mouth and wow. just was talking. And then we was doing this, which means keep, keep talking. Him, keep talking. Yeah, right. yeah. Right, so right, he right. just he just kept on talking, rambling, rambling, some of the stuff repetitive, but yeah, that's how that came about. People think that that's me, but that's not. Now, after that, was that un, was Essence of a Dream on the Risk A3? Yeah, that was on Stride Records that too. That was on Stride Records too. Okay. And that came like we got with we got really with that because uh, Larry Heard, you know, Fingers Inc. was on that label. Yeah, but right when we got on there, they left. They left, right? I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> this was the whole point of getting here. Right. But then I'm like, this is a challenge. Now you got to carry, you got to yeah. carry label, and I'm like, all right, that's what's up. So we did Essence of a Dream. And it was cool because that was another one of them songs that almost didn't get done. It was it, they thought it was gonna be instrumental. Yeah. And but I was writing the lyrics that night before the before the studio. And um I just for me, even now, lyrics have to make sense. Right. Like you have to tell a story and you have to tell it within five, six minutes quick. Yeah. So you got you got beginning, middle, end. That's how I write the song. It has to make sense. You tell the story, right. bam, or you leave a cliffhanger. Right. So whatever, but I tell the whole story. For me, it had to make sense, finish it. But I was writing it, and the lyrics were literally giving me a headache. Like, I was so stressed over mm -hmm. it. And I was about to give up the song. I was like, screw this. And right when I was about to do that, the phone rang, and it was Lee. And Lee called, and he was like, hey, what you doing? We shoot shit. And he's like, oh, well, I was happy to answer phones for anybody. Right. So I'm like, hey, we, hey, what you doing? I said, oh, man, I was just shooting the shit, man, writing this song. I said, fuck that song. I said, he said, and then we kept talking. I said, all right, man, he said, what you about to do now? I said, I'm about to go to bed. He said, no. Nah. He said, do you finish the song? I said, no, nah, fuck that song, man. He said, no, no, no. <laughs> right. Do not go to bed without finishing that song. 
I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. First I was saying, yeah. I was like, right, you about to do it anyway. I about to say, fuck that song. I'm going to <laughs> right, bed. Right. The lyrics fine. And then I reread the song, and then the lyrics were, they weren't making sense. And I went over the song again. Okay. And I finally got it to make sense. And I'm yeah. like, okay, okay, cool. Hell yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. I just focused on the girl. Right. And I said, this ain't her. I said, well, this is how you want her to be. Yeah. Ah, write that down. Write nice. how you want her to be. Right. And so I wrote the song. Oh, man. And then when I got to the studio, I was all happy. We got the music done. And then they were like, okay, that's studio time for the day. It's a wrap. I was like, no, right. no, no. <laughs> I got lyrics on this song. I'm like, no, okay, you're going to have to come back and do them. No, no. I had to do lyrics on this song. Okay, you out of time. Right. You out of time. I said, come on, man. Please, I got to do lyrics on this song. He said, if you, get it, if you do it, you're going to get it right in one take. Say that. I'm in the booth. Right. Get in the booth. Put my little my little pad up, read it right quick, go over my nose. Cool. Deep breath. Go. And I say the words. And as I'm saying it, I'm kind of like, I can't tell from their reaction if What's it happening? sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just standing there, right. two engineers and Rob, and they standing there with their mouth open. And I'm like, oh, this must suck ass. Right. Fuck it, let me finish saying and get through it. At least it's on there and shit. We'll fix it in the mix, as they always say. Right. And I finish it. And then, like, they didn't even, the call button and shit, which is, that's what you talk Talk to the, yeah. It was still on. Right. Because in part of the song, in the reverb, you could hear the phone ring in there where they at. Oh, wow. And I'm like, like, people don't notice it, but I notice it because I can hear it. Just like my ad libs is saying other stuff. I know what I'm saying, but, you know, people just don't know. And the girl who I did it about, she knows and shit. So it's funny with all that. But okay, cool. I finally get it done. Fine, cool. Go out there. What are they going to say about that? And they were like, that was amazing. <laughs> I was like, oh, what a relief. Right. I, and that was very a huge record at the time, man. Well, wasn't nobody doing, nobody hey, did nothing like that. That is true. Everybody jumped on it after that. Yeah. Now, man. let me ask you this. Do you think if that record that you just did, As Another Dream, was like on a... Uh, Tracks or DJ and that you think it would have got more press absolutely, on yeah. But it took I me mean, thanks to people like Farley because he would play it yeah. no matter what, and he Jack wouldn't Master just Farley. mix it, he would play it, yeah. Jack Master, big boy, he would play it from beginning to end. Like once I went down, because we were, you know, not now, once we got started getting busted, I guess you couldn't have little kids in the club, so we would all just be young, so we walking in a big-ass circle on Rust Street. Right. You couldn't get anywhere. So we that's like our little club on the street, doing a big-ass circle on Rust Street, walking back and forth. And then so I go to the radio station. I'm going to see Farley. Yeah. Go on the radio station to see him. See, he playing my record. As soon as he saw me, he said, my man. And stop, <laughs> like we, it was like we was at, because he would come to the crib all the time. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was like we was at the crib. He said, my man stopped his whole mix, shook my hand and stuff, went through his box and, I mean, he didn't have it right away in the right. front. He said, man, it's usually, it's usually, that's what he said, it's usually in the front, which means that he must have played it already. Right. But he went, found the record again, wiped it off, like we at his house. Yeah. I'm talking this dead silence, which is a no-no on the radio station. Right. Like he ain't put another, he ain't wait to have another record play. He stopped everything and played the record from the beginning. And that was WBMX. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. Wow. And when it came on, I didn't realize that. Everybody heard it because on Rusty, everybody driving back and forth. The, they got yep, on the, the same radio. station. Yeah. So it was like a gigantic radio yeah. and everybody could hear it. Man, when I went to school the next day after that, <laughs> everybody was like, oh. And how, how old were you at this time? Yeah, last year. So 18. 18. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's like, man, everybody was, uh, the girl was there. She was embarrassed because they found <laughs> out he did about her. And they were, ooh. 
we did talk about you. That's funny because there's a line in the song, in the song that's, that talks about golden showers. I just knew golden showers sound cool. I didn't know what it was. No, you know what it was. I, I didn't know. No, as a kid, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't know my my worth back then and shit. I just knew. Right. Like I would study lyrics, but. I don't. Th- I, I didn't really know what it was. I went for what sound good. I would list lyricists. I would list the people like Prince and Marvin Gaye and Michael and everything. All oh, these people, oh, they say some amazing stuff. Right. And the Idy Brothers, like I want to write like they write this. Oh my goodness! And so in writing that song, it was like really like a personal thing. It was an open love letter to her about how I wanted her to be. Okay. Like, so still not her. And it's right. funny. So I did the record. Went to school. Everybody's going crazy and everything. Like literally going crazy. And I went to her house, and it was different because her her dad plays uh, horn for Phil Collins. Okay, like that's him playing on Sue Studio and all that stuff. Oh, really? it was, yeah, oh, okay. it was wow. He was so like like it was like a, a whole big switch. Like he had loved me for making you making music. Oh man. And but her mama must have really listened to the words because right, she wasn't out. having it. <laughs> oh, she looked at me like this motherfucker. Right, like you can't come back here no you more. Try, right. You said what? So after all that, okay, have, did you ever do business with Trax Records? Yeah, well, what happened was I I helped Lee get the deal. Okay. Because Lee, man, made so much music that never made it, so much like underground music that right. never made it to uh, to wax. Like we just had cassette, cassette stuff. But I called I called Trax, and I think it was Jesse and Wayne down there. Right. Might have even been Vince. Okay. But I called, and they put me on speakerphone. You hear me, this little kid told me something. Right. I want a record deal. <laughs> right. And they said, all right, you want a record deal? Come down. And I didn't know them at the time. Right. So they're like, come down here tomorrow with, with your cassette and stuff. I'm like, cool. Right. But I didn't know that Lee had already called them too. That's what he said. I said, I got his record deal. He right. said he got he it. I was like, okay. Right. Anyway, I talked to them on the phone. And uh, so that that then, and so that that gave us the end for the next for Right. The next so day. what was the first single on tracks with you guys? See, that was him. That wasn't me. Like, okay. like that's when he. I think he did. Um, was that, I, can't I can't forget. forget. Yep. I can't yeah, forget. I can't forget. Yeah. I see. I, I can't forget was mild compared to all the stuff he did. Cause one of our people was Jimmy Principal. Yeah. Who all the all of us lived in the same building back then. Right. Like Jamie lived in the building. A bunch of would become models and stuff lived in the building, and uh, Rob R. Kelly lived in the building. Right. All of us lived in Twin Towers back then. Wow. And they put like all the single people in one tower, and all the, <laughs> all the people were killing other towers. So our tower was like the love boat. The other but mother, that I can't forget was pretty huge for trash. Oh, that huge, time. huge, yeah. and yeah. yeah. But it was, I think that was one of the ones beginning of a uh, commercial house. Yeah, because like, you could play that on the radio just regular. Absolutely, and you can still play it right now, and you know people, them, people, yeah, yeah, go off on that. Yeah, man. So how did your relationship with DJ International start and when? And then why them? <laughs> Proximity. Okay. It was only two back then who you yeah. who you can go to, that either tracks or DJ National. Right. And I didn't want to be at that time that because me and Lee, without separation, I'ma be I'm gonna do my own thing and I shit. Did, so yeah. went to DJ National and I I already had, you know, Don't You Know and uh, Tropic Zone and all that stuff. Right. And that's a dream under my belt. So by the time I went to tracks, I mean by the time I went to DJ National, that was me uh making making a bunch of other stuff. But but Fast Eddie was huge because hip house was, was booming up. Yeah, it's getting up. And yep. so the way things worked back then is that they they made you do hip house. I never would have done it. Right. 
I'm like, I'm not from this old candy ass <laughs> shit, man. I'm <laughs> rapping on my music. I say sexy shit. I don't want right, to do right, all right, this. Right. I'm about the sexy. I ain't about the bull. So was your what was your first record on DJ National? <sighs> I did so many after that and shit. I really <sighs> was it Don't You Want It? I think it was. Yeah, okay, Don't yeah. You Want It. Ah, crazy story. Like, so I brought these girls with me, which I just had some girls with me. I brought these girls with me to the studio. And uh, I told them, just go in there. What you want to do? I said, and I'm all raw with it. I just want you to do whatever. Just, right, just right. moan, do talk some shit. And they didn't know each other. So they was in the boat and they was all looking at each other. One girl, she chewing the shit out some gum. That's the, that's real gum chewing in the beginning. And they was all just looking at each other, all lesbo style and shit, which was funny as hell. And uh, But one of the girls, she was gothic. And that was before anybody really knew what that was. Right. They thought she's girl a witch. <laughs> and so she was right, I'm gonna write these these graphs on the board right. to bring this song luck. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, cool, whatever baby do it. Cause I'm I'm boning them over there. I'm happy to say, yeah, let's let her go wild. Do whatever. That's my little witch over there. <laughs> and uh so she wrote the grit, the, the, the hieroglyphic shit all over the board. Right. And it was cool. We did the song. The song was great. Left the studio. They called me <laughs> and said, yo. Come get this shit off the board. <laughs> Nobody else want to go in there, bro. <laughs> Nobody want to go in that room until right. you come get this shit off the they board. Didn't want, they didn't want to they touch it. Right. They didn't want to touch wow. nothing. And she said, that's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> and she's scaring them. And I'm like, man, they like, can't hang with them, wow. them, them people. So how long did you stay on DJ National? Yeah, not long at all. Okay. It's funny shit, man. Rocky just called me yesterday. Wow. Okay, so let me, let me like, let's go there. So you was a resident at the new warehouse, right? On yeah. Randolph. Yeah. What was that experience like? That what I tell you what, that's something else. They gave it to me to shut me up and they okay. gave it to that's... me to fail. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like so I th- knew that's that's how you get the spot, but they just wanted you to yeah, shut you up. Yeah, right? dude. But by the time I got to the meeting, the meeting was over. Right. Mike and all them got up and I said, hey, hey, did I, what's happening, man? The meeting. I said, where, where's my night? And everybody laughed and walked out. Right. And Rocky was still sitting there because he knew. You about wow. to hear my motherfucking mouth and shit. You gave, gave all the best nights away. He said, okay, before you get started, right. we got some nights left. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I said, what nights you got? He said, Wednesday, I think Monday and Sunday. Sunday, yeah. And I said, at first in my mind, I was like, this is some bullshit. This is bullshit, but don't go off, okay? Don't go off. Pick a nice deal. Right. Out of spite, I'm going to pick a night. And I said Sunday. And right after I said Sunday, I immediately regretted it because I'm like, what the fuck you say Sunday for? Don't nothing happen here on no Sunday night. But yeah. I wouldn't take it back. Yeah. I would not take it back yeah. out of defiance. And, and you had the freedom to play anything you wanted that night. Absolutely. Okay. That was part of my deal. Okay. Because the money wasn't right. I'm right. like, well, I want to do it my way. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, take my it, goodness. Walk us through that, man. So... So Mike Dunn, big bro Mike Dunn had um, Saturdays. Bad Boy Bill, Julian, and everybody else, Spanish people had Fridays. Right. And That's the Latino. Yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to think, okay, that's Friday. Yeah, that's Friday. And that's all we had at first. Right. was Friday and Saturday, and then my bullshit Sunday. When did Joe, Joe was spending there too, though, right? Not yet. Not Joe yet. was just the owner. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe was just the owner. And I knew Joe from DJ National, right. so we was we was boys already. Okay, we ain't become like family yet. So it was you, uh, Mike, and then uh, and then Julian, Julian them, yeah, and that whole company. crew, the whole yeah. Spanish crew on Fridays. Right. And then so my night came, and I built it up because my night was it's getting ready to be everything under the sun. I'm on, it, it, my my night was about the journey 
that's not to say nothing about day night, but my, if I can nod my head to it, I'm playing it. Right. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm, they ain't playing that. Okay, I'm, I'm playing this too. Yeah. Play that. I had my boy Eric, <laughs> Eric Franklin. Okay. <laughs> oh, Eric will open for me because somebody had to. And I would make my entrance, which was funny as hell because I was always a showman. <laughs> Long black coat on, some glasses, right. some dark ass glasses I could barely see. Mm-hmm. And I had my record boxes. And my CD case. Okay. I would show up at about 12 o'clock and do from 12 to like 4. Yeah, wow. from 12 to 4. You don't do that that much no more, huh? Man, I would bang. <laughs> bang their ass. You hear me? I would bang, bang, bang. And it became a popular night, too. It became a, the most popular yes. night. But then, tell us what happened after that when it became popular, brother. Well, oh, I see you heard some, <laughs> you heard some remnants already. <laughs> well, that was uh, the manager at the time. Who was the manager? Pe- uh, JJ Espinoza. Okay. okay. Rest his soul, my dude. But whispering had begun. And okay. so people started whispering like, man, we should try to get in on K night. Right. Because at, at the end of my night, still packed. Right. Still packed like like, right. like during peak time, like nothing ever happened. The security would be mad as hell because I would be like, I'll play my last record to, to bring them back down to a, a calm level to leave. Right. But it's still packed in it, and they wouldn't leave without that last record. That became a thing with me. Like certain things I would do that other what other people wasn't doing. Like I would do my medleys, and that became such a big deal that it I had to do them. Like first I just did them on my own just to fuck with them. But after that, I had to do it. I had to do I had to do Michael Jackson medley. I had to do Stevie Wonder medley, and I think Diana Ross. Okay. And then I, then I added Prince. Like those people right there became a must do, and I I had it, we it, we had like what we call karaoke moments. I had to play songs that they know. I could turn the music down, and the crowd would just go Sing, crazy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and one of the one of the main culprits was all I do. Okay, I do man, play that song, boy, and the crowd just going crazy. And then by being on Sunday, they would call me Reverend K. <laughs> and then we turned Sunday nights into Sunday service. It became like a oh, huge okay. deal. Before everybody else did it, huh? Man. Okay. Man. Okay. So go ahead and speak about they trying to get you out of there now. Or not get you <sighs> no, out of there. No, no, they they did. You irritate me. You 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 wanna <laughs> we wanna come in the kitchen and oh now you wanna stick your spoon in and shit. <laughs> I cooked this already. Right. This is my kitchen. What right. is you what are you doing? So who came to you? You said like, they, like they came to me, they came with me saying I need some help. So which means they must have been whispering already. So okay. JJ Kane said, I think we're gonna put he had it said Emmanuel. Okay. Emmanuel uh Pippen. Okay. And then he said Hugo. And I'm like, the fuck? I said, no, what is you? I don't need that. And then he really tried to force my hand. Okay. And uh I think even Mike came on, on Sunday sometimes too. And she's not like, right. why is everybody on my shit saying <laughs> I need some help? Do it look like I need some help? Right, right, right. Man. So did you ever spend on, on any of the weekends or any other nights there? No. Okay. No, because what happened was I was I was doing that and then I'm working for tracks after that too. Okay. Was I working for tracks then? No, I don't think I was working for tracks until after after the warehouse. Okay. I wasn't working for tracks then, but I was doing other stuff. Okay. And it was so funny because like I made more money off cassettes than I ever did off my fee. Wow. Like it was just crazy. So I, what, year was, what, what year was this at this time, okay? Early to mid nineties. Okay. Yeah, and I'm thinking like, <laughs> no, I had these drug dealers that would come buy the cassettes, right? And I knew I would get their money. All I had to do was play anything, Jamie. Oh wow! And then, and even though they had it on the cassette from the previous week, 
no matter how many times I played it, they 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 definitely came and had to get out. Like, oh, this is gonna be a quick fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be a quick fifty boy <laughs> right here. Yeah, there, right? yeah. So, so they I can play. play it in their yeah, car. so anything I can play, Jamie. I'm like, I'm gonna get this money, and I'm gonna act like I don't want to give it to him. Right. And I just, I it became such a big deal. I had to get like six tape decks that record at the same time and all that. Oh, wow. and, oh man. Up at the, you had that at the warehouse. Yeah, at time. yeah, yeah. And then my one my one pitch deck, so I can just play it because I had really start editing. Right. Then to, and that's another thing you had to, to make myself stand out to make myself different. I would edit all week and I, yeah. and I would make sure I'm editing stuff that, that I'm like I had never heard. I had never heard right. edit before, and I'm, I'm gonna do stuff in it that I had never heard before and things like that. And so just like I said, anything to try to set myself. Yeah. So that Sunday now. night just started getting even bigger, Dude. right? <laughs> so who was on the line? Sunday Did, service. Give us the lineup at that time, okay? They would mix it up. Okay. You know, it's just started uh, you know, doing shit. Oh, but then like I was I was going out the country by that time. Right. I was because I remember like, that that's why I stopped caring. Yeah. I was like, you know what, man? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You like you yeah. you'll never be though. Right. Because I had dedicated people that, that came to see me. Like that right. stayed to the end for me. Like yeah. they ain't come because it's Sunday night, motherfucker. You thought that's oh, you thought, oh, just this they came just for this? I'm like, no, just like when you go on Mike night, like people definitely came for him. Yeah, yeah. So it it was like they came for him, not for the club, not for, because Mike created that experience. Right. Still to this day, like I I learned that from him. Yeah. But it's um it's funny though, cause then they so then they came up with okay we gonna open up on Thursdays. Okay. I'm like wow, so they gave that to DJ Cowboy, rest his soul. Okay. Gave it to him, and then people was getting mad cause. Cowboy would come down there on our night. They just start picking choosing, playing the same shit that we playing. Like, hey man, stop that bullshit. Stop right. create your own night and shit. But, right. So he would play that kind of stuff. And then the shit got so big that people would call the radio station, like, man, can play some of that warehouse shit. Yeah. And then we were like, what's that? And then so that's uh you start hearing things that we were playing at the club back on the radio. And I'm like, ah, we made them bend to our will. You, you spun with Ron Hardy, correct? Two two of my favorite, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it the brief as possible, two of my favorite uh, DJ stories is that I can remember right now okay. is my first time playing with Ron Hardy at the High Park Racquetball Club. What year was this? I don't remember, bro. This got to be in the 80s. Though. Yeah, yeah, it had to be. And um, he would call me Little Man all the time. Okay. And so I'm, I'm playing, and I was I was playing. Uh, I never forget this. I was playing right before he got on. I was playing. How I was playing. Um, Curtis Mayfield. What is my woman for? Okay. And if you don't know it, go look it up. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> it is just it's, it's it's just pure record. Right. So I was playing that, and he said, "What you know about that little man?" I was like, "What you know about that old fella?" So me and him would go back and forth, just like me and Frankie. That was Big Brother Frankie Knuckles. I would call him Big Frank. Right. So he'd be like. Call his house and they'd be like, "Who is it on the phone?" He said, "Somebody called you, Big Frank." And he'd be like, "Oh, give me the phone. That's K." <laughs> so he knew. It, so he knew it was me. Right. Second DJ experience. I'm gonna try to. How can I cut this short? Okay. Uh, went to school with this dude Jamal Holloway, who used to lie so much. I mean, if it was if you was standing outside in the rain, he was swearing down. It was Sunday. That's okay. how much this dude lied. <laughs> so he said, "Man, can I need you to come do a party at my house?" And he, but he was always used to, I said, I'm gonna do this party. I'm gonna do this party because he would lie. I remember he, I don't know if he remembered, but he lied and said Lolita Holloway was his mama. Oh my goodness. Because that's his name, Holloway. I'm like, okay, I'm fine to catch this dude. Yeah, I do the party. Do the party. I, the party was going well. I forget all about the lie he told. So I closed, I closed the party out with Hidden Run, which is everybody knows me. That's, I'm gonna let that sucker ride. Right. 
and I'm playing my edit and I'm going out crazy, risk going, working the EQ to crossover right. and do the party. That's my last record. I'm sweating and stuff. All right, good night, everybody. They they leave this big, big mansion that was in Markham. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the night come, packing my stuff up, and I could hear somebody coming down the stairs. Right. <laughs> and I'd be goddamn if it ain't Lolita Holloway. Get out of here. Dude, Lolita. That was his mom the whole time. Wow. She says, oh, my God, you had the children down here going up. Oh, my goodness. And now she got a robe on. I got, <laughs> I just got my mouth open, bro. I, I, I can't believe it. Wow. Like he really wasn't lying. Yeah. This really is Lolita Holloway. Yeah. And we I'm just standing there and she talks. She said, You hear the children going. She said, Mom was upstairs dancing. She said, but they wasn't ready for me to come down here with my robe on. Right, and right, I was right, just right. I'm just in awe because I loved her so much. Yeah. And then so she said, How you getting home, sugar? And I said, I I, I, get my, I don't know how it comes. But she said, No, nah, where you stay at? I was like, Hey, little Chris. She said, I'm gonna drive you. Right. And I'm like, oh my goodness, Lolita wow, Holloway gonna Lolita drive me home. Holloway. Wow, that's classic. That was right one there. of my man. And years later, I've seen that at, at the Winning Music Company, and she remembered me. Wow. And she said, of course, I remember, darling. Get in, give, me some, give me a hug. That's oh, man. We, oh, man, oh, man I wish we got a record with her before then, man. Rest, man. rest in peace. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. Oh, man. Yeah, I wow. man. She was such So, okay, take us to some... Um, what do you think about some... Uh, so, you, you've been you've been the underground champion for a while, man. Do you think <laughs> House belong in the mainstream? We got to do what we've been doing and do it so that they like it. Why they just can't like it the way we've been doing it? Right. Why you got to add your spin on it? If what you're doing is so great, then call it something else. Yeah. That's my whole deal. Like, if somebody say, pass me the syrup to put on my pancakes, and you're like, oh, you just want something to put on it, so they pass you some ketchup. Like, that's not what I want. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I could put ketchup on my pancakes, and hell, somebody probably does out right. there. But it's just, um, sorry, in my... so it's just, it's just nuts. Yeah. And 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 it's it's like, what's in a name? Yeah. I say everything is in a name. Right. My name is Caleb. You can, if you start calling me Tony, right. I'm gonna be mad as hell and not and talking to you because who, who that's not was. my name. Right. I'm like, that's what's in the name. And we built this. Yeah. Like, we built this for real. And now here you come with an opinion. Right. And not really an opinion to make it better. You worked on a way to try to fit yourself in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so I'm like. So let me ask you another question. Hmm. How did you connect with Acid House? It's <laughs> funny as hell, too. Okay. Me, you, Hula Mahone, uh, Hot Hands Hula. All of us lived together. Yeah, that was and back in the 80s. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so Hula knew Pierre. DJ Pierre. From, from Future. Right. And so he brought the song over to the house. Now, it was kind of late. And uh, and I wasn't worried about that part. But the fact dude came in my house. We lived together, but it's still my shit. <laughs> and he came in the house didn't say nothing to me, which is no-no and shit. Right. And I'm like, man, it was this dude, man. Y'all better recognize, tell this dude, man. And he didn't speak to me. So then right. he played the song. And I was like, yes, yeah, all right. <laughs> and I, I admitted this years, years later, a right. decade later now, on a, on a radio station. I said, man, on the inside, I was like, that song is fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was. Still to this day, for me, that's the definition. Songs like that is the definition of minimal house. Yeah. I'm like, it's a 303. And it's, it's you know, it's, it's the And that's the not the only song. Uh, Pierre did, I Got the Bug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, yeah. too that night. 
Yeah, know, man. Like different nights. So. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. That was that's with 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 Closet Studios, <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> but that was the raw essence, right? Like when I see people on, on social media with gigantic studios and shit, I'm like, yo, you sad? Where's your video at? Where's right. the song you made with all of that shit? Right. Like we made legendary songs. They're yeah. still to this day with only two things. Right. You know, that's that's what I, I got into with uh, Roland about uh, the, the equipment people and shit, Roland. Right. I said, we put y'all on the map. Yeah. I said, people ask us what we used to make this track, what we used to make that track. I said, we used 808, 909, 303, the 7. I said, that whole family, we told people what we used. And then other people went and used that same thing. Right. So, so so you 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 witnessed the history of house for about 40 years man man what would you have done differently to benefit it looking back I would have insisted upon not calling it anything else but house yeah yeah because I remember when Steve got the nomination Steve Hurley yeah big up to Steve but Steve was like Lee yeah. Like they was in the commercialization of the whole thing. Right. Like we was down and dirty and they wanted to polish it off. Yeah. I'm like, why are you we going to them? Yeah. Like they ain't gonna like it. They that's bullshit. They loving it. I just think it I think it's it's, it's polishing it, but it's also a little pro- progress, I should say. You know. I mean, but I think everything has its place. It, it, there you go. You know what I'm saying? There you go. I yeah. mean, Listen, I, I said it's all about branding, which we were not aware of. We didn't realize our power. We didn't know our reach. Right. We didn't know Europe was was going crazy for our stuff the way they were. We didn't know that. And by the time, you know, the, the whole acid revolution came about, God bless them, London held on to it because we had let things like that go because of hip-hop. Right. By the time hip-hop came. Right. They had videos and the jury and all that shit. Yeah. Back that goes back to us doing it for the women and all of that. Yeah. Oh shit, you get way more sexy <laughs> if you doing that. That's sexy music. It is. It's, man, okay. Look right. at them how they dressing up. But they was man, Kwame and all them. That was house. They dressing like us. Yeah, that was all the polka dots. Yeah, that wasn't all that of was that house. was us. Yeah, the whole hairstyle, all of that. Right. So to see that and other people claim it, but once hip hop was loving house too. But to screw that up, the coming together on a broader scale of hip hop and house, they start saying, "Oh, that's that gay shit." Yeah. To to throw the stigma on it, like you you was you was gay to mess with that. Right. So you know, okay, cool. So not now. Speaking speaking forward. of that, man, let let me interject this. Mm. You know, it was last week was the Grammys. <laughs> um, I put up a post. I know people was just going crazy about it. Um. It was when Beyonce won for the best dance electronic album of the year. And um, at the end, she says, um, the queer community invented the genre. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts is, since you won a Grammy with her already, why y'all ain't never had no conversation so that she wouldn't have said nothing dumb like that? Because she just mimicking, she just puppeting what she heard. That's her surroundings telling her things like that. Okay. And plus, she had to say that for what happened in Dubai. Okay. Like she went, like when she went and did Dubai right. for 26 million, I believe. Right. And I don't give a damn if you gay or whatever. Stop <laughs> acting like you wouldn't have got no damn 26 million dollars. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying that because of that. Because I mean, no, I'm she, saying she, that, she knows about house. Yeah, but um, I'm saying that, hold on, but I'm saying that that's why she had to make up to them right. by saying that. 
Okay. Like on a world stage. Okay. Because they was at her neck for, for doing that concert and stuff. Right. And I'm like, man, so when she's, I wasn't surprised that she said that, but I'm like, this, this, this goes to show why we still calling house music anything other than that. Okay. Like dance music, like anything, you, there's, there's music that you could dance to could be considered dance music. Yeah. This ain't. Right. Why y'all, if anything that's not rock and roll, you ain't calling it rock and roll if it ain't. Right. So right. why, why everything else gets its place yeah. in this, but well, we know why. Yeah. And, no, I, I, why. and I, I made that point because I'm just saying, People don't understand how much we always have to fight from being from Chicago and telling our story. And and that's why I do this, man. So people can mm. be like, they mm. can come back to this and be like, well, this person did this, this person did that. This is where this turn came from. So it's just like, I, I, I don't like when people's like, why are we always living in the past? But you don't say that when hip hop pioneers and say, we got to keep this culture together. This way hip hop started, extra jazz, blues, whatever you do. But for us, it's just like, we're, we're a lot of people say we're old and cranky, uh, and we better let, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let, okay. let, let me address that right there. All right. The whole bitterness thing. So much has been taken from this city. Absolutely, like so fucking much. The moment you admit that, right, we'll be all right. Yeah, because when you say shit like Detroit invented techno, right, like we weren't doing techno. Right. Like okay, what what's acid tracks from future if it's not techno? What's what's circus bell from Robin Amani if it's not techno? What's a lot of things out there if not techno? Right. Like like mama like Mama Dusa, techno. Right. I'm like so when you say things like like uh, Detroit techno, like we don't like we ain't the mecca of all of that shit. Like we ain't do man, dude. Yeah. You can lie, all you want to. Records got dates on them though. Right. And plus the parties, we know what we played, we know we were what we did, what we were at, and everything. Yeah. Now you got some people that lie, so that's why I thank goodness records got dates on them. Yeah. There's plenty of people that that got their name on shit that just did not, right. that just not. And um, the more and more I hear about that, the more and more if it, if it's the word, I don't even think I wouldn't even call myself bitter. It's just that I work very hard, always have, yeah, to do what I do in the sound like me. To have somebody who didn't do shit <laughs> on the same stage as me, right? I'm like, where they do that at? But yeah. you know, it's a lot they do that a lot of places around the world <laughs> do that. At, and a lot of shit been stolen from us as a culture, as right. a, inside the culture, absolutely. So, you know, I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm not gonna swallow that. I'm never gonna like go along. I'm never gonna, you know, just go with the flow. You know, dead fish and turds go with the flow. <laughs> That's kind of deep right there, kid. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you known in our scene for keeping it 100 all the time. <laughs> Leonard Roy, infinitely, <laughs> he always talks about there's no pension for DJs. Is he right? That is, that is, man. I remember a, a, a sad text I got just last night of one of our brethren uh, needed some help with his medical. Yeah. Because there's nothing. Yet and still... So many people like us have sampled this dude and everything and shit. Uh, God rest his soul, Paul Johnson right. should have been. Uh, but a lot of that falls on us. But you think back and you think of your 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 big homies who were in this before you. Yeah, I don't ever remember having no no conversation about publishing ownership with none of them. Right, yeah. none of them. None of them. I'm like, why are you talking about you the king? You ain't you what okay, okay, you the king. All right. What type of king are you? Yeah. 
You know, what type of king are you then? Did you take care of your people? Hmm. What people can look and say, man, that dude took care of me. He taught me about this, the ins and outs of the business. Right. Like, this is the music business. Right. It ain't once. We ain't just the music no more. Like, a lot of shit was just stolen. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I was doing records with, with Stride Records and they cut me some checks, I, I didn't know that that was my money they was giving me. I thought, oh, right. shit, it's, man. <laughs> right, right. Thanks. Is it what they already owe you? Yeah, right. Right. Uh, right. I'm not knowing that that's my money you give yeah. me. I'm talking about damn thanks. Yeah. So, you know, once that happens, which is why I take the time to people younger, or not just people that that's just not knowing, try to educate them on get your paperwork together. Yeah. So much has been stolen. I'm in a battle right now with tracks records. Yeah. I'm in a battle right now with everybody who I ever did a record for. <laughs> Like, because me, I am an entertainer, a musician through and through. Like, I just, just, I live, sleep, breathe this. Yeah. And so I would do it even if, if nobody care about it. Thank God for Bandcamp, push it up on there. And and it's just me and the people per se need your own website for it to be you and the people. Yeah. I know they get to taking cuts out and everything, but that's a whole other story. So it's just a matter of, um, being closer to the people. Like, I, I want that. And, you know, flattery is cool for people sample you because I've sampled people. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really mind that as much. First of all, tell people where you got it from. Right. And if you can pay it, I don't want somebody rich sampling my shit and just with a, just giving me the big thanks. Right, yeah. I can write that, cut that yeah, check. Cut that check like you do everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, man, a lot of people... Oh, you know what? You know, looking back on it, maybe the, the check was cut. It didn't come to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of that going on. Right. So, you know, like I said, in a, in a battle right now with tracks and a lot of people, when I go check my publishing, a lot of people put their name on my shit and it's just like, then when we in public and I go off on them due to their, my whole disdain when I see them just period. Like, so maybe you're right. All right. shit going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Yeah. That's that's what I see. That I'm, I'm not from that world. Yeah. Well, you there is no consequences. This right. new world is full of consequences. People do shit, and it's just no consequences. I sample some shit in my day. I sample some shit right now, but I won't sample none of my boys' shit and be like, right. "Yeah, look what I did," and yeah. be all proud about it and shit. There's a there's a, there's a pecking order to this shit, and there's a decorum. Right. But the shit now is just the wild wild west. Yeah. Somebody sample your shit and be like, "Look what I did." You ain't mention me at all, motherfucker. That's my shit. You right. ain't, man. You ain't, and you didn't do nothing to it. That's my whole thing too. Like you go on all these 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 record company sites, and people they got so bold and so lazy with it. They ain't edit the track. Right. They ran a kick up under it, if that, yeah. and called it this. Yeah, I'm like, well, what part did you do? Right. The whole trickery with sampling. Is to switch it up to add that you know. I, I to, think I think that's that's the issue with a lot of people have, man. Mm. Because with all these programs come out, anybody can do it now. They they lay a track underneath uh, a disco track or something like that. Yeah. And sometimes, now mind you, sometimes it's nice, but then sometimes you'd be like, "Where is the creativity? Uh, creativity in in that?" I'm always like, like that. Or either sample a little piece, and then loop it, and make mm. another song from it, and do something. Show me the art of it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Show me, show me you within right. this. Right. Like all I'm hearing is them. Where's right. you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I believe that's that's one. Yeah, I understand. So let me ask you another thing. Name the first five house commercial releases. No, all right. Let me pause right there. Let me stop <laughs> that right there. I ain't gonna do that one. <laughs> Let's do this. Name me your all time top five house records. Um, uh, distant planet. 
Fingers Inc. Okay. By me being a vocalist and a and quote unquote house purist. Right. That's that's one of them. I would say Acid Tracks. Future. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I would say um Devotion. Oh yeah. Ten City. Man, I would definitely say Devotion. Yes. I would say um we talking old or new? What we, Anything what we you want to, brother. Okay. Uh, Brighter Days, Daje. Yes. Um, Bad Boys, Jimmy Principal. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's flip this now. Name me one record you wish you would have done that you've been like, oh, man, I wish I had part of that record right there. Shit. <laughs> okay. All of those that I just <laughs> named. Man. You know, it's funny, like a lot of them records, I was around. Right. Like I was there for that. Yeah. Like, so, so it's funny. But, um, let me see a record. I tell you one, French Kiss. Okay. Okay. French Kiss, Club Lonely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Any, any of those. That's dope. Yeah. Oh, man. So, another question House music through EDM has become a multi billion dollar industry. Do you think we as pioneers should have a seat at that table? Absolutely. Why? Because how are you, because this this is how the story goes. If you don't tell your story, somebody else is going to tell it for you. Yes, sir. And we talking about people that has rewrote history so much so that you don't see us at all. There you go. Like this, it's like, it's like how they teach you in school about slavery and black people. Right. You're like, our history began with, with, with slavery. That's bullshit. Our history was interrupted right. by slavery just like this. Our whole thing, like, oh, man, it's, it's just... It's so broader than that. It's, yeah, it's I think so... I think I hear what you're saying. I mean, it's it's almost like because you, we can say almost house and hip hop came up together. Well, house almost. was first though. Well, it, absolutely. Yeah, but it came up through the rankings. No, first. absolutely, because then, it's young black people exactly. disenfranchised doing something. But the problem is, is is about our culture. We, people don't want to keep it and hold it and 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 speak to it dearly. And it's just like people always like you well, said. No, no, before, no, that's not true. Some do, some no, don't. some do, some don't. Right? Yeah. But I'm just saying. I but think those are people who really got stake in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I ain't never gonna bend like that. Right. No, I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with yeah, you. Yeah. No, I, I've I've had them conversations, but there are people that like Lee. Like that don't mean he wasn't house. It was just that he wanted to. He saw that his vision yeah. was mainstream with it. Right. So I mean, and and I don't think it's a problem with that. Because no, it's, it's a lane for everything. Absolutely. Everybody can make money out of it. It's yeah. Just, it, it, my problem is. They always disrespect Chicago. Absolutely. You know. But we've been robbed. That takes me back to that. Many people have robbed and pillaged. Yes. Like you came through here and and you didn't cut the check for motherfuckers. So so when we see you and you come again, of course our guard is up. Yeah. Look what you've done. Exactly. Look what you've done. Look what you haven't done. Right. You up there getting your Grammy. That punk, you mentioned Grammys. You did a whole record. Right. A whole record. Teachers. Right. You ain't where the homage at. Right. Now Thomas is supposed to be coming back out. Right. Where the homage at? Yeah. You did them remixes. Where the homage at? Why why right. one of your teachers didn't do no remix? Right. Yeah. Like we talking about people that 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 helped your career. Who knows where it would have been had you not came to the Mecca? Yeah. This is like one of my favorite movies of all time is Cadillac Records. Yeah. It's just such it's just one of those ones it's for real me. Too. It's yeah, really, yeah. And yeah. that's that's Chicago. That's chess records and yeah. And talk about how, you know, people came through here. 
Rolling Stones came through, right. rape and pillaging too and shit, yeah. learning styles. But I'm like, man, and 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 like like now they're 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 saying where they got it from and everything yeah. like that and shit. Yeah. But it wasn't so much that back then. Yeah, I, I just I just you know like I say I I, I love my city, man, and, and I try to uphold man. it and do as much as I can for I'm it. I'm constantly representing, you know, and it's just like you know it's it's enough that I'm tired of people just not saying that and getting that story right. So the reason why I'm doing this is making sure that. Everybody get their story out and their perspective of what house music is and where it came from. Well, you know, opinions, stories, like assholes, everybody got one. <laughs> if you're not gonna fact check some shit, then yeah, you need. But to you really can't fact check everybody because if, if certain somebody, lies have been told and you know has. damn well. Now I'm just saying, if that person is doing something or doing an interview, if they say something like they was there at this time, it, 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 some people can fact check that. Some people can't, but it, you're always getting it from their perspective. Listen, some parts of, of, of what happened back then are a little fuzzy. I will admit that. I like, you know how long it's been since then? Yeah. Like, it's certain things that just... Right. Like, I wasn't no regular at the power plant. Yeah. I've been there one time. Right. Uh, you know, and, and every time back then, I wasn't always getting in. I didn't always have Dre with me. Right. And because, you, you can attest to this, because we couldn't get in everywhere... That's how, but the ball bounced in a different way. That's how we discovered uh, this this gay club, Club Laray. Yeah. That would let us in no matter what. Right. So we went there and and we discovered Mike is a buku. Right. And we discovered she had a real sound system because right. the sound was ridiculous in there. And we did a little, a little something that we didn't know nothing about, the drag culture and all of that. We would see them do the little show before and then the party would come on after that. And I remember all of us, it's so funny, remember little rascals and shit now, looking back on it. We standing up against the wall because we don't know nothing. We don't know nothing right. about the gay culture. Right, we just right. like, hey, watch out. You be So we don't stand up against us so they don't look at us and just enjoy the music. Yeah, and then they was playing our stuff too. So that, yeah. that's, that's, that's a good thing yeah. about that too. Yeah. So, brother, I appreciate you doing this, man. It's been a ball, man. No you worries. know, we can go on forever. Yeah. But uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Everything I love, house music, and more. Make sure you hold on. One, one, one more yes, question. Yes, yes. While while we got Maurice on here, yes. uh, your your iconic record, uh, I got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> really, man. Really. <laughs> I know you can edit this part out if you want to, but uh, on the original version, yes, that more convincing version. Whose voice was that? Oh, that was your voice, yeah. Oh, okay. But you remember, you remember how this all came about while we was all living together. Mm, right? so I do, indeed. About, right. <laughs> and then you know, the, the, the certain king of house tried to take that record from us and and do everything. But you wasn't you wasn't around at the time we was doing the vocals anyway. So I was. So what, what happened? Don't, don't tell the story like that. Tell the truth. <laughs> okay. Let's get the truth out there right now. All right. Let's go. What happened was okay. The record was he would play at the party. Everybody went crazy for right. it. We got up in the morning, do the record at the studio the next day. When I got, when I woke up, y'all was coming back from the studio. I was there. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, that's right. I was okay. around. All right, so no, 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 you just snuck no, and no, did it without no, no. me. No, we didn't sneak and do it without you. We, you know, why you was in the room? We, we're not gonna go there because <laughs> there's there's a whole story about that too. We said, "Okay, we going to the studio." Me and Hula did tell you that, but uh, you was a little busy, you know, right? <laughs> So there you go. I'm about That's the love, right baby. There. I'm about the love. <laughs> Your man, about the love. My man, K. Alexi Shelby. Hey, man, once again, hey, y'all, 
hit the button, subscribe, and then hit the notification button. Absolutely. Uh, Kay, I love you, brother. Um, thank you for doing this, man. I really appreciate it. I know we can go on for hours, man, but I just want to make sure. It's a whole lot we didn't say, but I'm like, man, you know, catch y'all next time for that. (laughs) I just want to make people, they they heard your story, brother. That's all I want to make sure. I heard a snippet. Uh, Just a snippet. It's a long story. Kay going to have some stuff coming out himself, but. Oh, yeah. This is Everything House Music More, y'all. Love y'all. Peace out.